Hello and welcome to the Center Pass podcast brought to you by Netball Draft Central. Uh, we're back once again with our second preview show for 2019. My name is Jared Gardner and as always, I'm joined by Steph Smirelli, Taylor Malky and Sophie Taylor. We're almost ready for the 2019 Suncorp Super Netball season to begin. Uh, if you haven't listened to our first episode of 2019, uh, we covered, we previewed the bottom four teams from 2018. So the Thunderbirds, the Magpies, the Swifts, and the Vixens. And today we're going to go through the top four teams in 2018. Uh, we'll go through the Firebirds, the Giants, the Fever, and the Lightning. And also we'll go through our predictions for the 2019 season, our, all of our top four and our grand finalists and our premiers. So a lot in store for today. Um, the season is just around the corner so we'll start off today with the Firebirds and a semi-final loss last season. And once again, much like the Swifts we, we spoke about last week, a really settled roster. The only loss is one of the biggest. It's It's been one that we don't know how they're going to, we don't know how anyone comes back from losing Laura Geitz, <laughs> but if anyone can, it's probably the Firebirds. They bring in Tippett Dwan, who was a training partner last season. This is... Obviously, as I said before, a really settled roster. As much as the Laura Geitz loss hurts, we spoke about it a little bit last week that Kim Jenner and Tara Hinchliffe are a really good combination to build on. What do you guys think about the Firebirds for 2019? I think the two of them are a good um, good like foundation, but the thing is they are both, I would say, goal defences. Neither of them are really that goalkeeper, and they are still both lacking that experience and confidence. So I think Laura Clemesha is going to have to play a really, really key role down in goalkeeper if the Firebirds are any chance to play finals this season. That being said, I'm still not settled on Laura Clemesha. Yes, me neither. I feel like she's obviously, she knows her stuff. She's, I mean, obviously. But at the end of the day, she hasn't played games because Laurie Geitz has been there she obviously did still train alongside Laura Geitz, but yeah, I think it would be very interesting. I think the first few games of the season will really be them ironing out who is in um, defence. It'll be interesting because both Hinchliffe and, um, Jenna. and Jenna were so dominant when they came on court last year. And the frustrating thing is, as you said, Taylor, both of them are goal defences, so... Yep. They will want to have them both on court at the same time, but at the end of the day, if, if neither of them are able to go back into goalkeeper, they can't be. And I think that could be a real game changer. And I think they don't have the physique to go into goalkeeper either. Mm. I think goalkeepers are te like normally quite that little bit taller and they're a little bit more built, whereas both Jenna and Hinchcliffe are still quite young, still quite... I think they're more agile, but they are still quite young and they don't really have that stature to body up on goal shooters who are normally that more like stronger type of player. So I think that realistically for the Firebirds, it's going to be their defense end that will struggle. Yeah. I think we saw towards the end of last season, if I do remember correctly, when after Laura Geitz did announce that she would be retiring, they did kind of play around with that a little bit and play Jenna Hinchliffe in the same side 
for a quarter or two in a couple of weeks, but it is a question of whether they can sustain that over four quarters or whether there needs to be, or Clemation needs to come into the side and play that goalkeeper position. And then the problem is if Clemation does happen to go down or she just can't find form or just isn't having a good game. What do they do? Yeah, what do they do if they can't play Henry? It's going to definitely... Definitely going to be their Achilles heel because, like we said, Geitz was such a bookend for them and you knew week in, week out that she was going to nullify that goal shooter to a certain extent. And so now the loss of her will be huge, but they have to find a way to win with what they have. Otherwise, they'll find themselves at the bottom. Yeah. I mean, the other thing as well that is important with – both Hinchliffe and Jenna, is both of them are runners too. And so, I mean, I'd hope that one of them would maybe get a quarter in wing defence here and there, see if they can get the time on. I don't know whether it would happen with Gabby Simpson in there, but if they ever needed someone who – because, I mean, I don't know how to say it nicely. (laughs) Um, Gabby Simpson has the star power to get the job done, but she does – Fade in and out. Of fade games. in and out. And also um, gives away a lot of penalties. So I think that if they want to um, maybe tighten up on occasion, if if Gabby isn't having a good game, maybe they could chuck one of the pair into wing defence, have both of them roving in the centre third, um, take some of the pressure off. I think the only issue with that, though, is that they'll be needing that experience and guidance yeah. in the defence end. Because, True. like we keep saying, Clemisha doesn't have that that huge amount of experience. She probably played a few games last season, maybe even just a few quarters. I can't really remember. And then the season before that, I think that's when Geitz had her child. So she played that season, but the game has evolved so much already that if they are lacking that experience and that, that knowledge in defense, it's going to be really hard if Simpson's not on the court. Yeah. Would still, I still think even if it's just for a quarter, they need to try it out. Yeah. Just yeah. to see how it goes, if it works. Worst case scenario, Gabby Simpson gets injured. Yeah. Which no one wants, but you would have to be at least playing with the idea of what would you do if that were to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think you look at the four players we've been speaking about, they're all talented enough. Mm. So you've got enough talent there that it's it's going to work to an extent. It's just a matter of that leadership so it's it's a it's probably the only question around yeah. the Firebirds coming into the 2019 season. They're settled across the court in terms of their mid their mid court: Gabby Simpson, Mahalia Cassidy, Gemma Maimai, and Caitlin Nevins. It's it's a good group. It probably um, outside of Gabby Simpson, it lacks that little bit of star power that a lot of other teams have in their mid court. But all of them have, have played a couple of years together and and have really developed together. So there's not really many questions over the mid court. And in attack, it's probably one of the most formidable duos yeah. in Suncorp yeah. Super Netball, 100%. in Ramalda Aiken and Gretel Tippett. We know what we're going to get with Aiken and Tippett. So it's it's just going to be a matter of what happens in defence of the Firebirds. We know they can transition the ball into attack and we know when it gets to attack and they've got two very dangerous shooters. As we said a lot last season, and as I just... The only thing I can think about when I watch the Firebirds... Melda Aiken misses way too many shots. Yeah. Yes, she does. Yes, and Tippett is a very active player. She does obviously has pretty much trademarked that layup, but she isn't 
a high enough percentage shooter to cover what, for what Ramelda Aiken misses. Tippett is a confidence player as well. And I think when she's on fire, she knows it and she you can see in the way she plays. Um, hopefully she'll come in confident. She had a fantastic quad series and preseason. So I, I really hope that um, she can put it on all season. But yeah, at the end of the day, when Tippett's not on fire, she slows down. She doesn't do. She doesn't put in the um, work rate that she can, and then she isn't there to back up Aiken, and that can be the real issue. See, with that, obviously Tippett when she's off, she's off. But I think elevating Tippett's probably really useful for them because from what we haven't seen much of her, but from what we did see. She stood up and she held her ground and she was moving and she was getting the shots in. She wasn't afraid to shoot. She was working well with Aiken. I think if Tippett's looking like her confidence is down, bring Tipper on and just see how that goes. But she's young, but I think she's actually probably has the belief in herself to go for it and give it a shot. It's, a, it's a, got a bit of Sophie Garvin at the yeah. start of the 2018, yeah. 2018 season about it, that she just came in and played her role and carried the Swiss to a couple of wins early in the season. And I wouldn't even I would even toy with the idea of because we've said how sometimes Aiken gets the yips and it's becoming more often than not in the past few rounds, like yeah. last season. Yeah. I would be even tempted to move Tipper into goal shooter and put Tipper onto um, goal attack because Tippett can hold space yeah. and she can shoot. We saw towards the end that she was increasing her volume at certain times and her accuracy was increasing. So they definitely have the ability to do that. But I think one of the main issues for the Firebirds will be the way that they play Aiken because they are pushing her further out into the into the goal third and I don't think that's doing them wonders. I think that's putting more pressure on her because she's – like. You can see the game plan. She's coming out of the circle and she's using, like, she's taking drives and she's passing the ball, which is all great. But I think that the Firebirds are then losing that rhythm in attack because they're so used to having her in the goal circle. Yeah, and sitting yeah. and waiting for it. And not only that, her ball use is not always great. Like, she can throw away some passes. So I think it's best if she just stays in the circle and just puts up her shots and focuses on her technique rather than doing all this extra work. The the matchup that I'm really excited for to see with this Firebird shooting circle is going to be against the Thunderbirds. We spoke about them last week in terms of having Shamara Sterling and having Kate Shimon, who are both incredibly athletic defenders, up against Tippett and Aiken, who Aiken is athletic for, for a really tall uh, shooter. Oh, yeah. She's incredibly athletic and we all know um, what Gretel Tippett does. It's going to, that's going to be, <laughs> I, I, I just can't imagine what's going to happen when, when those um, two sides clash because um, it's going to be one of the most athletic games in Nepal I think we'll ever see. There's just going to be limbs flying everywhere. <laughs> yeah, pretty <laughs> much. Whose hands get in that deflection. <laughs> it's just going to be absolutely everyone going out for it. Yeah. Yeah. The, the um, finally, just on the Firebirds, we spoke last week about the Swifts and how they've got a settled roster and that's great because they've got a, a good group of players who are buying into the system and buying into to the club. But is it almost going to be a case of what well, we spoke about the Swifts where everyone kind of improves around them? Do they improve enough to keep up with the top the top four teams in Suncup Super Netball in 2019? I think the main difference between the Swifts and the Firebirds is they have a star player. Yeah. They have oh they 
technically they kind of have two. You look yeah. at Tippett and Aiken. They can both win a game. Yeah. So I think they will maybe sit around that four or five mark. I don't know if they will yeah. make finals, but I definitely think that they have the ability to make finals if their defence end holds up. Yeah, on on their day, they can beat any side. Yes. There's, there's absolutely no doubt about that. I think it, it kind of just goes with the, the tightness of Super Netball that any team can really beat anyone on, on their given day. But the Firebirds, when they're on, there's really just no stopping them. So it's just going to be a matter of, is that going to happen enough for the Firebirds in the 2019 season to get them the wins, to get them into finals? Because when you get to finals, you only got to play a couple of good games and you've won the premiership. So yeah. um, it's just a matter of getting there for the Firebirds. But once they do, if they do get to finals, every team's going to be watching out for them. Yeah. Moving on now, and we'll go to the Giants, who last season, unfortunately, lost in the prelim after losing in the grand final in 2017. A lot of change to the Giants' side, bringing in Caitlin Bassett's probably the biggest one, uh, the biggest name, and out Serena Guthrie, Christina Bryce, Susan Pettit, and Beck Bully. There's some big names out for them. I think Serena Guthrie's, Guthrie's probably the biggest one. But anytime you can bring in Caitlin Bassett, you're not going to complain. <laughs> but Guthrie, they're going to really miss that movement through the centre third. Yeah. Even defensively, we know Guthrie's more of a defensive centre. She really put in the hard yards on the wings and it was phenomenal to watch. You, you didn't want to look away when Guthrie was on court because she read the play so well. So I think they're really, really going to miss that transition through the midcourt. That's true. But I also think Parment has got a bit of that in her. Yeah. From like what we saw during the preseason, she really, I hadn't seen her play before, I don't think. She really surprised me. She really engaged me. And I thought my eyes were following her a lot on the court. because I felt like she kind of had that same presence, not to the highest standard, of course, but she's definitely got a bit of it in her. And I wouldn't be surprised if she starts getting a couple intercepts here and there. Do you think she can keep that up for a whole season, though? That's that's the thing. I don't know if she's there yet, but I definitely think she's probably going to be one that's going to surprise a lot of players. See, I think the Giants went from having one of the strongest midcourts to possibly now one of the most, like, not the, I wouldn't say the weakest, but unsettled. the... Unsettled. Unsettled, yeah. That's yeah, probably the perfect word because, yes, they have green in attack, but who else? Yeah. Well, my... My thing with the Giants and then looking at their roster, Jamie Lee Price is one that had a, a, an incredible mm. t- 2018 and it, it uh, resulted in diamond selection. Yes. Could they even throw her in the centre? Because I think she's great defensively. She's probably missing that attacking side that Serena Guthrie had, but Kim Green will make up for any yeah. deficiency she does have in attack. It is just a matter. There is just a hole, a Serena Guthrie-sized hole yeah. in the Giants' midcourt. Then, and how do they fill it? Where do you put? Who do you put into wing defense? Yeah, I would put Parmenter in. Yeah, yeah I probably she can switch it. those yeah. two through. I think also for the Giants, I think they're going to have a case of um, the Firebirds also with defensively because I know that like Beck Bully was just an absolute. Yeah, gun. she's phenomenal, and she. Although you might not have seen her, she was doing the most amount of work of anyone on the court yeah. because she just would tag that goal attack out of the game. And I don't think that the Giants are going to have that same ability in defence this year. Yeah, just their four defenders, or what we've got listed, Sam Pullman, who 
does a great job week yes. in, week out. She's a really underrated player. Uh, but then you look at Christiana Manoa, who didn't see a lot of court time last year. She she saw bits and pieces throughout, the, especially kind of towards the end of the year, but probably not enough to say that she's going to be starting every game mm, in 2019. Yeah. Um, then Matilda McDonnell and Tegan O'Shaughnessy, who they've signed. Um, O'Shaughnessy was a training partner last year. It, it is just, it's going to be a real interesting time for the Giants just because after Pullman, there's, I just don't think there's going to be a lot of consistency yeah. in their defense. And even Pullman has her days. I mean, every, de- every player has their days, yeah. but you know, when, when she needs to, she like she's gonna have to stand up more often than not because yeah. everyone around her has no experience. Yeah. McDonald and O'Shaughnessy, they're coming in very, very raw. They have nothing realistically. So they're going to be looking to her to provide that, you know, that yeah. experience and that, you know, just anything yeah. <laughs> down in defense. And, and Manua as athletic as she is, she obviously hasn't got the height of, say, Shamira Sterling. She hasn't got the go-go gadget arms that, that yeah. Shamira Sterling has. Yeah. Um, she does have the aerial ability. Yeah, she has, she the has aerial, a really good jump. She, yeah, she, she has a good, uh, a really good um, takeoff speed when she's going for the ball. She can get those intercepts. It's just about whether she can string along consistent quarters and actually get the full game time. Yeah, so that's the biggest question I reckon yeah. over the Giants. Uh, but you do look into attack and they replace Susan Pettit with Caitlin Bassett. And but I'm worried about so it. So am I. Two I tools really, in the goal yeah. circle. I don't see how it's going to work. Yeah. Parton's going to be – I mean, I, I I reckon they will end up working something out with it. Harton will probably be chucked into goal attack. Kira Austin will rotate through there possibly, but I don't see it happening when you've got two goalers, the likes of Harton and Bassett, why would you take one of them off? And they play mm. such a similar style. Yeah. Like, it's just, I'm just imagining them just, like, running into the same space. <laughs> I, I just keep seeing, like, a collision course between the two of them in my head. Like, I just, I don't understand how it's all going to work in attack. Yeah, because yeah, we saw last season, uh, Joe Harton obviously moved in goal attack, but Pettit was in goal shooter. And it was basically just they switched positions yeah. because they were both playing. They were still doing the yeah. same thing in the circle. Yeah. yeah. Whereas now Harton isn't a goal attack. Yeah. She's, no. she's a goal shooter by trade and so is Caitlin Bassett. So. Both of them, I, both of them are going to miss having someone small in the circle. Yeah, I think to so. run around the defenders, to get up the speed, to feed through. Cause it's and gonna, I think it's going to be yeah. really. That responsibility is going to fall on Harton. Because yeah. it's not going to be Bassett who's coming out. Imagine that. Bassett speeding yeah. through. <laughs> I just, I mean, yeah, it's just a very confusing time, I think. I think you look across that Giants roster and you're like, yeah, you've got some guns. And then you're like, but how on earth is this going to work on the court? Because they kind of almost did a Collingwood and did, we've got so many star players and then, go, and yeah. then went, well, we've actually got two star goal shooters. Yeah, no, no one else. Yeah. No ever, star like, really anywhere. No, Like you've got Jamie Lee Price, gone. You've got Kim Green, also good. There, there's just, there's gaping holes in yeah. the Giants yeah. roster. They're, they're missing, obviously, Serena Guthrie is never going to be replaced. No. Yeah. Like for like. But it's still devastating. It's still, they still haven't got... <laughs> They've just kind of thrown all their eggs in, in their, into their shooters and just yeah. gone, 
get battered, get heartened. Yeah. If we yeah. can get goals, we're just going to outscore every team. But Tim like, Green yeah. will have to step up every single game to get mm. that ball into the circle because no one is yeah. going to be inside the circle helping to feed. Like, I mean, there is the fortunate case of Harton being a really good long bomb, but she doesn't shoot long bombs for the entire game. Yeah. That's not how she plays. Yeah, it's just I don't see how it's all going to work, yeah, if I'm perfectly honest. It's almost like they've gone to try and get two foulers. Yeah. And yeah. just yeah. leave the rest of it up to, like, it's fine, the ball will get in there but like, if, and that'll be it. If they were smart about it, they would have seen that, like, this is not going to work. <laughs> like, you look at Fowler, like, you look at the Fever and you go, you know what, they had a small goal attack, yeah. speedy wing attack and solid centre. Bang, you've got your three feeding into her. Now Shut them down, you don't, you, you, you got nothing. Yeah. But now they've gone, all right, we've got Caitlin Bassett. Oh, we've also got Joe Harton. Oh, oh well, let's look around and see. We've got nothing else. <laughs> yeah, it's there's just, there's so many questions come for the Giants. Uh, Julie Fitzgerald has got a big job ahead of her for the yeah. 2019 season. They've been one of the most consistent sides over the two years of Suncorp Super Netball. So we'll see if they can keep it up again in 2019. Uh, but we will move on now. And the runners-up in the 2018 Suncorp Super Nepal season, the West Coast Fever, a lot of talk about them over the off-season. Not for the right reasons, <laughs> uh, but they only made two changes to their roster, um, bringing in Alistair Neild and Olivia Lewis, who was a training partner last year. And out, Annika Lee Jones, who uh, guested the show in 2018. Yes. And Nat Medhurst, the biggest out. Of them all. The biggest shock of them all. Yeah. I, I would say she was by far their best player. Their, their yeah. most important player. Yeah. Fowler was great under the post, but if without, she didn't, if she didn't have Medhurst, they, yeah. didn't, they didn't have a team. Yeah. yeah. It's been spoken about so much and it's just, we, we just have to see how they go in life without Medhurst because <laughs> as you said, Taylor, she's just their most important player. Yeah. There's just, there's no other way around it because... She just bought in and she said, I've, I've got a couple of years left. I'm pretty close to retirement. I just want another title. Yeah. And and she just said, okay, I'll just kind of feed the ball yep. into Janelle Fowler. And it worked and it got them to the grand final. She Unfortunately, it, fell at the last hurdle. She did it so well. She was so prolific and her placement, like her mm. ball placement was phenomenal. You could always guarantee that as soon as she – like hit that circle edge. She didn't even have to be on the circle edge. Yeah. She would just bomb it in, bang. You know, you knew that it was going to Fowler and, and you knew that Fowler would just shoot it. And up. that's the thing. Every team knew she was getting it, knew she was bombing it into Fowler, but they couldn't stop it. Yeah. No. So. You can't teach that experience. Yeah. Yeah. So talking about experience and a player who is in goal attack, who <laughs> will be playing as a wing attack in the circle, how are we all feeling about Alice Teague-Neal? I well, think she's going to probably find that position with the fever a lot more benefic beneficial for her than being at the Collingwood where she was. You think about the team girl cup, the team girls cup. You as a goaler, she did not put up a shot for the first 3 quarters for oh, 3 I think it was like the first 3 quarters, yep. maybe even a whole game. She could not get away with that if she was at another club. Yeah. yeah. But with Fowler she probably can. Yeah. So it just means that her ball placement is going to have to be beyond perfect yeah. because if she can't hit a target, 
she's going to struggle to get a, a start. I think that um, Kalia Stanton will be a really – I think that she might find herself in goal attack if um, Alice Teague Neal can't deliver on – on what we're all hoping is a really good season for her. Yeah, and at the end of the day, what Nat Medhurst did really well is that she not only read the play into Fowler to feed it to her, but she also read the play about whether Fowler was able to receive the ball and would take the shot and 90% of the time would get that shot in. So you could rely on Medhurst to be that backup and, and get those shots when Fowler wasn't available to take it, but... I don't know if you can do if you can say the same for ATN. I just don't think she has the confidence in her. She barely got game time last year. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be really really interesting. I'd be more than happy for her to prove me wrong, and I I hope that she does prove me wrong because she has some serious serious talent. Yeah. It's just that she sometimes seems to lack her lack that confidence, and I think maybe now having Fowler like behind her she'll know that all right if I miss this shot let's be honest it's a nine out of ten chance yeah. that Fowler's is bringing that rebound down so you know she needs to just work herself into the game and she needs to make sure that she is continuously an option because otherwise the, the fever are really going to struggle and I think as a supporter and anyone who's watching the game you'd be thinking at least she's gone for the shot like yeah. I'd rather watch her shoot and, and- I think the West Coast Fever supporters would be the same. The same. You'd rather watch her sh- have a shot at goal than just completely turn her back on the goals like just, she has been. You know, go to shoot it, panic and pass off at the last second. Yeah. I just really want to see her get that confidence in herself. And I think it's got a lot to do with as well with Fowler, with the team around her, just helping to build her up and get that confidence up to take that shot. Yeah. I, I think you, you look at the rest of the roster for the Fever and very settled in midcourt, um, Jess Anster, Shannon Eagland, uh, Ingrid Collier and Verity Charles, who at the start of last season, really no one knew. Yeah, They, yeah. they just kind of faded kind of into the background. Um, but as a group last season, they just progressed so well and were so important to um, the Fever going as far as they did in the end. And obviously in defence, Stacey Francis and Courtney Bruce one of the most exciting duos to watch in defence. Yeah, so exciting. Um, so I think they're, they're really settled across the rest of the court and we know what we're going to get from them um, and they will just get better this year. It just the biggest question is going to be how does Alice Teague Neal fit into that, um, that, posi- that, that goal attack position for the Fever. Well, the other thing that gets me with the Fever is they really got worked out last season. They did. Yeah. They, everyone figured out that if you shut down the midcourt, I think it was Liz Ellis that yeah. at first kind of floated the idea. And I'm then definitely yeah. taking over that. <laughs> that was not Liz Ellis. That was me. <laughs> but, yeah, if you shut down the midcourt, you shut down the feeding to fe- uh, to Fowler in there. And you know what? In the, in the preseason cup, you could really tell their reliance on Fowler. They could not get the ball into the circle. They really struggled at times um, without Fowler and goal shooter. And... I think that just goes to show that it's... it's a it's, one-woman club. Yeah, exactly. And at the end of the day, at this level, you can't be. You can't be a one-woman club. You need to be able to rely on other players to stand up when you don't have that one player on uh, on song, I guess. Um, I, she was always on song last year. She was year. always, like, She yeah. just was always on song. They, she they was just, unstoppable. Yeah. But then you look at 
um, some of the games last season, obviously Lightning beat them in the grand final, the likes of Jeeva dominated on Fowler. Fowler still got the shots up, but not her normal volume. They were able to stop the ball getting in, stop the ball actually rotating through the circle, through the midcourt. And I think a lot more teams have caught onto it onto that this season. Yeah. I'm really interested to see where Fever end up. Yeah, so so once again, a lot of questions over this Fever team, or really just one question. <laughs> how, how do their shooting circle work? But Stacey Marinkovic will do a great job with them, and I think they'll, they're going to be thereabouts yeah. once again yeah, at, the end, at the end of this season. Uh, finally, the Sunshine Coast Lightning, back-to-back Suncorp Super Netball premieres. And you think about back-to-back premieres, it's like, oh, well, I'm good. They'll just go for another one this year. Lost three of the biggest names in netball in Chief of Mentor, Kelsey Brown, Caitlin Bassett, and to a lesser extent, obviously, Erin McCurry. But they brought in but, Laura Langman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just looking but. at their ins, Laura Langman, Peace Proscovia, Annika Lee Jones, and Fumza Mawaini, they, 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 they are no slouches. No. <laughs> well, they might have lost a few players, but they certainly recruited well. Yeah. That being said, I don't know. I still don't know whether they've got it in them. They yeah. lost the first three games of last season. Um, they had some really close like I think it's yeah. a big surprise that they made it to finals. Obviously, they played, I think they won the last five or something games, including the granny and the semis. Yeah. They did a Western but Bulldogs. They had um, two one goal losses and a draw, all in a three week period in the middle of last season. Yeah. So it was a miracle, really, that they made finals. They, I mean, they collected bonus points in every single game. They got, I think it was minimum. I think they got one in maybe two games. It was always two or more. So they really dominated bonus points wise, but I still, yeah, I still think they were very, very fortunate to make it into finals last season. Were they fortunate to win it? No, because they (laughs) did. Every team is at that, like they, they can come on and you've got to be your best in the finals. Performance or a great performance. At the end of the day, they put in the work in the grand final and they deserved that win. Yeah. But um, I think this season it will be very, very interesting to see what happens because obviously they've still got the likes of Pretorius down back. Uh, Pumza Moeni in there will be fantastic just because the, the two of the two of them have worked together before in the Spa Proteas for South Africa. But also, yeah, they've got Langman in the centre, so that will be great. But attack-wise, we don't really know what we're going to see. Yeah. Steph Wood wasn't really on her game Earlier this year, um, she, yeah, I, I think, think her with Proscovia and Conan will be I was gonna yeah, say, a, bit, a little think, bit iffy. I think Proscovia plays more of like a Maui Kumwenda type of role. Yeah. Yes, definitely. She's not that tall, lanky shooter, but yet aerial ability is still phenomenal. Like yeah. she yeah. still can get up to those high balls and he's pretty accurate under yeah. the post. And that's the thing. It's going to be when you get into Proscovia, it's just... I feel like you're going to be guaranteed goals. Yeah. Um, and Steph Wood has obviously been a great player for a couple of years now. Just kind of faded out a little bit towards the end of last season and through the international uh, period, just wasn't the player that we're used to. But when she turns it on, she's yep. one of the best goal attacks in the world. For sure. And I think also that combination between her and Proscovia will 
be vital. Yeah. If they can't develop that good shooter-to-shooter connection, then I think they're going to really struggle. Yeah. And especially because Proscovia won't be used to like the Australian style of play. I think we've mentioned it a few times. A lot of international players are often quite confronted by the physical yeah. side yeah. of the Suncorp Super Netball competition. And because Proscovia is still so new to, like, clearly this will be her first season here, she's so new to it that she's really going to have to have the support of Steph Wood to to ensure that the Lightning can post a decent total and win games. That being said, uh, Proscovia did play with Loughborough Lightning in the Vitality Netball Super League last year. So she does have that skill level. It's yeah. it's still a pretty good um, level over there in the UK. So she would have been getting really great games. She would have played against the likes of Shamira Sterling last year, for example. So that will be a really intriguing um, game to watch, actually. I th- I feel like we've mentioned Thunderbirds in every game to watch at the moment. <laughs> yeah. But um, especially seeing those two players go at it, I'd be really excited to see who comes out on top. Yeah, and at the end of the day, Nolan Tyrell does did an awesome job to get yeah. to the Lightning to where they were. She's done a great job to turn around uh, the New Zealand national team um, in, in, a really, in the really short time that she's been at the helm there. So I, I think you can just never write this team out. No. And... No. They, they bring it, they obviously make a lot of change to their team and it's going to take time to adjust. But as Sophie, you said before, they, they started the 2018 season on three and have gone on and won a premiership once again. So when, when, we're not going to know until the season begins with this team, um, but obviously there's everyone's going to be chasing them. I think, I think also bringing Laura Langman back in will be great because realistically they've kind of just moved, they'll just move Sherry in into wing attack yeah. and it'll be like Kelsey was never there. Yeah. Like Kelsey, <laughs> Kel- yeah. no, but Kelsey was such a key player, yeah. but they've, they've, they've substituted her yeah. for someone that Laura Langman is, uh, you know. All time great. Exactly. Yeah. She's in a league of her own. Yeah. So to have that luxury and Langman's played with the team before. So it's yeah. not like she's coming into a whole new yeah. whole new team where she doesn't know. Yeah, there's been yeah. a few changes, but the core, like there are still a, a core few pe- players yeah. there. So I think that that transition will also be really good for them because they'll have like a, a key figure in each third type of thing. You've got Pretorius, goal defense, you've got Langman center, and then Steph Wood, goal attack. Like they're all important players. Yeah, they've just got that star power in every third of the court. They just, they've got great players all across. So, um, they're definitely going to be one that's in contention the whole way through the 2019 season. That is all the previews of all the Suncorp Super Netball teams for 2019. Now the good stuff. <laughs> Get into our predictions for the 2019 Suncorp Super Netball season. Uh, Steph, we'll start with you. Okay. We'll go. Um, so we'll go through top four grand finalists and premiers. I'm very set on my top one and two. The rest, I'm looking at my paper and I'm like, no, I keep I think wanting to I'm change mine. Yeah. I keep, the discussion like, we've just had is yeah, just kind yes. of like. Even last night, I was like going, trying to sleep and I'm going, no, I'm still not sure I'm happy with what I was thinking. <laughs> um, okay. So I'm probably going to go, dun, I'm going to change dun. what I've got. This is hard. Like <laughs> okay. the fourth, the fourth I was position. Say, start is with so, one and work, your, day. One. work okay. your way down. That might be easier going, for you. Yeah. <laughs> Vixens, one. Magpie, second. Third and fourth, I'm. I had the Giants, but I'm thinking Lightning. Just because I do think there's too many gaps in the there's too many unknowns with the Giants. Fourth, I'm really like wanting to flip a coin on Fever and the Firebirds. 
<laughs> to be quite honest. Because yeah. um, Fever, I think if they do what they did last season, they're going to be fine. But that unknown with their goal attack, how that's going to work, I'm just not sure. And then Firebirds, there's a really strong belief in that team that I feel like comes across when you watch them. It's just that defence end I'm still not sure about. Yep. Um, so... Make a decision. <laughs> I'm just going to go Fever. Okay. Uh, grand finalists? Grand final, Vixens versus Magpies. And Premiers? And the slight bias as a Collingwood supporter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with Magpies. Wow. That sounds very similar to my predictions. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll move on to you now, Taylor. Um, okay. So top four. Oh, yeah. So I had first I had Vixens. I think that they've just got that little bit more of a consistent lineup. Realistically, there's only going to be one change, and that'll be Thwaites into into goal shooter. So you'd want to hope that that connection down the court is just as dominant as it has been. I had Magpies in second because if they don't do something this season, all hell's going to break loose. <laughs> so they really have a lot of pressure on them, and I I think that they definitely showed that they have the ability to win. They know how to play. And I mean, they don't. They didn't win the preseason cup for no reason. Yeah. Um, I had third the fever, basically just because I think that yes, while the goal attack is going to be an issue, fever is too prolific to yeah. to you know not bring the side into a finals contention. I was also tossing up between. I had three, so I had lightning, giants, and firebirds. Yeah. But I think the Lightning will make it purely because um, the Giants and the Firebirds have too many holes. I mean, Firebirds realistically don't have they, – they only have the defensive end as a, as a major hole. But I think if they can't figure that out and they can't yeah. find that consistency, they'll really struggle. So, yeah, I think I'm just going to go with the Lightning for my, t- for my fourth. Uh, grand finalists? Collingwood v. Uh, Vixens, and we're going. <laughs> we're going Magpies all the way. So two Magpies beating the Vixens in the grand final so far. Yeah. Sophie Half putting Vixens at the top of the ladder both times. <laughs> okay, yeah, well, I know, see how it is. Giants came first last year, and look how that ended yeah. for them. Straight set losses. So yeah. you're lucky. I'm. I'm even giving you the grand final. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sophie, top four. Okay, so number one. Any surprise? Chucked Vixens in there. I just think they do the basics really well. And at the end of the day, that's what you want done best. Yeah. Everything else can be chucked on top of it, but if the basics are done well, you're good. Um, number two, Magpies, no surprises there. They really showed off um, their star power in the preseason, and I do think they've got it in them. Um, third, I've chucked Firebirds in. I just think um, the intensity in both attack and defence, if they can sort out defence um, early enough in the season, yeah. I think they've got it. I think they've got in again. Um, and then fourth, I've chucked Fever, um, kind of for the same reason as Taylor. They were so dominant last year that you can't rule them out. I think um, even though teams do uh, have an idea of how to beat Fever, Fowler is just too yeah. intense and too good puts up the volume of shots, puts up the accuracy as well. And at the end of the day, I think that's going to get them into the top four. Yep. Now you're grand finalist. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I'm again going for a Melbourne grand final. So Vixens v Collingwood, (laughs) just because again, I think honestly the same with the Collingwood Magpies, they, they 
well, from what we saw in the preseason, they do a lot of the basic things um, really, really well. And I think it will be a tight match. But you know what? I'm going to go for the Vixens because I have a lot of bias. <laughs> and I think Katie Thwaites will get the job done oh, for Oh, that'll us. be a dagger in the heart if she shoots like, the winning goal <laughs> after the siren. That's yeah. it. No. Nah. Brilliant. Um, yeah, so two Magpies so far and Vixens premieres. Um, it all comes down to you, Jared. Yeah, it all comes <laughs> down to me. I'm looking at my top four and my grand finals, my premieres right now, and I'm like, I don't know if the, like, I just got no clue if yeah. this is really what I want to go with. Yeah, I'm going to change it up a tiny bit from what I've written. Um, I'm going to say the Magpies number one. I'm I think happy with I, that. I think it's it's just <laughs> it's got to be the year that it finally works for the Magpies. Yes. yes. Uh, in second, I'm going to go Lightning. Ooh. Uh, third, I'll go Vixens. And fourth, I'll go Fever. Yeah. So I think that I, I originally had Fever second or third around that area. I've dropped them to fourth just because of the conversation we've had. And Steph brought up a really good point. Um, the Fever, at this point, everyone knows how to beat them. Yes. Yeah. Well, like, it's it's one thing to say how to beat them, one thing to actually do it. Yeah. But... It took, it took I reckon about ten or eleven rounds last season for teams to actually really hook on to how to beat the Fever and to really take out that mid court. Yeah. Whereas you're coming into round one this season, and everyone everyone's basically seen the blueprint of how to do it. They've got it's they've just got a matter of following all the yeah. all the games from last year yeah. to look back yeah. on and see what they can do. Yeah. So I think it's a matter of Fowler is. I reckon the most dominant player to ever pl- to have played Super Netball so far. And she's going to drag them yes. to, to victories throughout the season. I think it'll be enough to get them into finals. Um, I've got I've Firebirds and Giants are my two that I've yes. taken out of the finals race just because I think there's too many deficiencies for both sides. I, I think, think so too. And I, the thing that's really hard is that I know that they like they're always so good at making yeah. finals that I was almost like yeah. oh, I don't want to I don't want to not put them in there because yeah. I know somehow they make it there, but. I couldn't find a spot. Yeah, and, and it is hard because there's only four t- four teams you can fit in. Um, my grand final. Ooh. <sighs> oh no! I, I'm gonna go a bit off track. I'm gonna say magpies and lightning. You better say magpies win. <laughs> <laughs> as much as I. Yeah, I, I'm going to say Magpies win. Oh. Um, I was going to say, I'm not having a three-peat. Oh, to be some problems. Yeah. I, literally, I think the Lightning it is completely possible they go all the way because yeah. they brought in great players to replace the ones they've lost and Nine Tyrell just does a great job with any team that she has. Yeah. Yeah, so true. you just can't count out any team that she's at the helm of and once they get to finals, you just never know what's going to happen. But yeah, I'm going to say Magpies win it all. Yeah, well, th- I think that's what predictions are really for because I think we can look back on it at the end of the season and just see how wrong we are because <laughs> knowing, knowing the way we've gone, I think Sophie, you're the only one to pick Firebirds in your um, final four and we might see them just kind of walk the league and just... Yeah. <laughs> so you never know what's going to happen, but a big season of Suncorp Super Netball coming up here in 2019. Thank you for joining us once again for our preview show. We will speak to you next week after round one.